Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC Studios, it's Brian Lehrer, a daily politics podcast. It's Wednesday, August 17th. This week on our live show, we've been taking calls from people from different generations on their top issues for the midterm elections. Today, it was callers in their 50s and 60s. We thought you'd be interested to hear what they said and how it connected to the younger listeners from earlier in the week. And we will begin with Nancy in Westchester. You're on WNYC. Hi, Nancy. Hi, Brian. Um, Long-time listener, first-time caller. I just wanted to say that I'm, my overriding issue is voting rights, because I believe if we get voting rights and everybody gets to vote, we will get all the other things that we want. I'm also very, even though I'm 66, I'm very annoyed. I feel like some of the younger people do about the age of some of the um, people in office. Some of those people were in office before me, and they're still there. So I do feel, I don't think it's ageism because you could have young ideas, but I think many of them are more concerned with staying in office than um, moving, than getting things done. Nancy, thank you very much. Interesting that that comes up in our first caller in the 50s and 60s group. It did come up earlier in the week. Um that uh, people felt that the older, some people felt that the the much older Democrats who are leading the party and, you know, obviously President, Speaker of the House, others um, were not in touch, didn't get it with what's really facing younger generations today. So even Nancy, who's 66, Worried about that out-of-touchness from some of the old leaders as well. Marie in Woodside, you're on WNYC. Hi, Marie. Hi, Brian. Um, I have just a number of things. I'll keep it brief, but voting rights, abortion rights, climate, and I, I showing up our democracy in general with laws like, for instance, requiring presidents to disclose their tax returns or, let's say, you know, candidates presidents uh, once they've won the primary or something, all, all kinds of little laws they could make to prevent, tw- you know, twiddling with electoral votes and stuff like that. And then um, finally, I really believe we need reform of the Supreme Court. And um, also uh, the Senate, um, I'm nervous, so I'm blanking out on the uh, the term, but when you need 60 votes, I really, yeah, I really think we need to reform it. The filibuster, yeah. thank you. Do you think you've yeah. become so more, my, con- sorry, more concerned with um, democracy over the course of your life? Like, do you think you would have given different answers 10 or 20 years ago Absolutely. about top issues? Absolutely. The Trump administration, many of these Supreme Court decisions weakening federal oversight of voting, or uh, one of them uh, in particular, I think it was in the 90s, um, yeah, things have been happening in the past like 20 years or so, and most, you know, brightly with the Trump administration that, yeah, I'm really concerned. Marie, thank you so much for your call. We really appreciate it. Dwayne in Whippany, you're on WNYC. Hi, Dwayne. Yeah, good morning, Brian. Thank you. Um, I'm 67, and um, my 
my concern for midterm elections, if, if, if you want me to come out and vote, then I really would like to hear some more voice given to the Gilded Age in which we now live. The, the recently passed Inflation Reduction Act um, gave um, completely ignored um, the carried or the profit interests that that um, both private equity and hedge funds um, operate under. In other words, they they pay a tax rate at 20% as opposed to 37%. It's interesting that recent councilman Lincoln Ressler was just on, was talking about how private equity is just inundating some of his Brooklyn um, neighbors. Um, th- this is not Adam Smith's invisible hand. This is this is just gross, gross capitalism that is unfettered. Um, you know, so often we hear that that uh, you know Trumpers um, feel that they're not heard. Now, I detest Trump, but I share so much of that of that sentiment that the common man is his needs, his interests are in no way being addressed, answered, heard. We have a we have a political system that is in dire need of reform and it's not gonna do it for itself. So you want me to vote? Then let's fix the Gilded Age because it is class right now. This is no longer about a democracy and one man, one vote. Dwayne, thank you very much. We really appreciate that. And of course, that piece that would have made many hedge fund managers um, pay taxes on their income as if it was a paycheck, like most people do, uh, failed in the Inflation Reduction Act, thanks apparently to the Democratic senator from Arizona, uh, Kirsten Sinema. Um, so hedge fund managers continue to get that advantage capital gains tax rate um, even if they're not the investors themselves, is how I've had that explained to me. Linda in Brooklyn, you're on WNYC. Hi, Linda. Hi, thanks for taking my call. So I am 66 years old, and I think the most important issue for me is going into the future with climate uh, disasters uh, that affects everyone on the globe. And if I was a millennial, that would be hanging over my head. And so I think we need to address that, number one. And number two is fascism. And somehow they seem to me to be related. Um, the gentleman who was just speaking, I could ditto everything he said, um, because that income inequality is what leads to this kind of populism that Trump is so brilliant at um, tapping into. So uh, I think we need to reform our system from its uber capitalist uh, uh, projection that that it's going in now. And um, I guess that's all I have to say for now. (laughs) Linda, thank you very much. Teresa in Manasquan, you're on WNYC. Hi, Teresa. Hi, thank you very much for taking my call. Um, my primary issue is climate change. I, I think that it's a wonderful opportunity. I think it's going to fix a lot of things, including the issues with the economy. I'm excited to see potential changes in the infrastructure that is crumbling in this country. So I, I really hope that um, that the candidates have really strong platforms in terms of that. And my other issue is education. I, 
I just think that we're falling behind in education and that there's got to be more focus on that. And my third thing is the political system. Um, I completely agree with your previous callers that there has got to be changes to our political system, especially the incredible conflicts of interest that exist. I just always feel like these candidates, I mean, our, our leaders, a lot of times are setting themselves up for their next job in the corporate world. And I just it just drives me nuts. Teresa, thank you very much. You know, it's interesting so far, folks, and as I look up and down the board of the majority of people who are waiting to get on, not everybody, uh, and this is a thoroughly unscientific sample, I will say again, but the callers in your 50s and 60s are matching up more with the callers in Monday in their teens and 20s than you are with the 30s and 40s from yesterday. Teens and 20s and you guys uh, are saying climate, democracy, capitalist excesses. Climate, democracy, capitalist excesses. So with, with your kids, or for some of you that would be your grandkids, uh, <laughs> an indication of generational alignment. Peter in Midtown, you're on WNYC. Hi, Peter. Hi, Brian. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I am 55, and I am somebody who is considered to be uh, approaching the runway to retirement. Uh, so my top concerns are entitlement reform. Um, I'm not somebody who is going to need to rely on Social Security for my retirement, um, not by any stretch of the imagination. However, I do have people in my family who certainly are going to be relying on Social Security and uh, Medicare and Medicaid. These are programs that I think are vitally important, but they are so out of whack in terms of uh, actually being sustainable that the entire body politic seems to have lost track of this and is either too afraid, cowardly, or uh, just polarized to make any approach to doing some kind of sensible uh, entitlement yeah. reform. And, and you have an interesting view on it because a lot of people, at, as they approach retirement age and, you know, likely eligibility for Social Security and Medicare, say, don't reform the system because this is going to be a dirty trick on us and we're not going to get what we've paid into and what we're entitled to and we're not going to be secure in our old age. And you're saying, no, do reform the system so people can grow through many years of old age plus the next generations, um, but do it in a smart way. Uh, And you're almost volunteering. You're almost volunteering to if I heard you correctly, uh, to give up some Social Security because you won't personally need it to live on? Uh, I I wouldn't go so far as to say give up, but I understand that it's a reality that unless something is done to change it, uh, benefits will be cut. And I, I, I I just accept that. I don't like it, but I accept it. And I'm not planning for... Social Security really as a part of my retirement precisely mm-hmm. because I don't trust the politicians of either party. Uh, it used to right. be that for some time we had Tea Party Republicans who were at least nominally focused on doing something about death, death and deficit. 
and, you know, crazy spending. And now, you know, I have to give the Democrats some props for actually passing a bill which uh, seems to have tipped the hat towards deficit reduction, although... Yes, in that Inflation Reduction Act, and we'll see how much. Peter, thank you. We'll sneak one more in here. Rika in Brooklyn on a different kind of elder care issue. Rika, we have 30 seconds for you. Thanks so much for calling. Thank you, Brian. I'm also the first time I got through, and I listen to your show a lot, especially since I am older and educated and... My uh, concern is not just for Social Security and all other sorts of so-called benefits. It is paying for caregiving. I am someone who has an 80-year-old sister with Alzheimer's and cancer, and I find myself in the position of, if not taking taking care of her all of the time. Then and so I'll bet, and I have to jump in because the show's about over, but I'll bet you were very disappointed that the elder care provisions got negotiated out of Build Back Better to satisfy Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. Absolutely. Rika, thank you very much. Thanks for all your calls. This series continues tomorrow. Brian Lehrer, a daily politics podcast, is an excerpt from my live daily radio show, The Brian Lehrer Show, on WNYC Radio, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, if you want to listen live at WNYC.org. Thanks for listening today. See you tomorrow.